0: Welcome to Taped Scenes. What's up, guys? This is Season 2, Episode 3, a little Throwback Thursday episode of the Taped Scenes podcast. My name is Alex, and I have my co-host, Christian.
1: What's up? What's going on, guys? It's the Ben Trill episode, the, uh, the big Throwback Thursday episode. Yeah, looking forward to this one.
0: Yes, and it's actually been about 10 years since this little movement was fucking popping
1: it popped it popped for a one hot minute and it was gone then it was it was a quick flash in the pan but it was brilliant and it continues to actually resonate today for reasons we'll get into uh i mean the brand itself still exists but we all know how that cookie crumbled uh or if you don't know you're gonna find out but yeah Yeah, we're gonna break down Ben Trill for you we're very excited to do it yeah
0: but before we do anything we gotta start with our little fit check so christian you want to go first
1: it's season two. Fit checks are the norm. Yeah, I'm excited to go first here. Yeah, let me tell you, I'm going to start I'm a uh, bottom up. Okay. Today. uh, On the feet, nothing. I'm in my home, <laughs> chilling, podcasting. I'm actually currently barefoot right now.
0: The dogs are out.
1: The dogs are out. Normally, I am like a socks on for like majority of the day, but the, yep. the dogs are out, and it's like too hot to wear slippers right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, maybe I need to get some just like some – some like balenciaga clogs for the house dude you're some house balenci's you know oh dude you'll
0: get the five fingers for the house
1: or i should just Ooh, wait a minute here yo vibram hit the phone line uh we want to do a five fingers clock oh my god say less yes book it book it all right moving on up though i actually have on some reigning champ shorts uh okay Sweatshorts, that good French terry from Canada, our good neighbors up north. Hope they're doing well during this uh, pandemic right now. If you're listening to Canada, thank you, uh, A. Um, <laughs> Haynes, Haynes boxer briefs on under those. Uh, yeah. The best in the world. And then up top, I have on an online ceramics t-shirt. Ooh. Eye-dye number.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, it's got a pretty cool little graphic on the front. Well, oh, that's man. about it. What are, you, what are you rocking? What are you rocking today, Alex?
0: On feet, we have some Nike dry fit socks. My okay. left and right foot are correct. Just putting that out there. I have my APC new standards, trying to get that last bit of wears before it gets just insane. You're still um, breaking
1: them in right now? Just at the so- crib?
0: Yeah, still breaking them in at the crib. Uh, we're probably at around seven months ish. No crotch blowout, um, but when the crotch does eventually blow out, we're gonna get them dry cleaned and repaired, and keep the, the battle going.
1: So you rocking some like AC in the crib then right now because you gotta oh, yeah. Be hot. Yeah,
0: but you even have that if I was New
1: England blood, you know. Yeah, no, dude, a hundred percent.
0: Oh no, yeah, and then up top, just a Patagonia t-shirt, pretty basic, a little chest hit.
1: Oh yeah. Is what is it like just uh Patagonia logo?
0: Yeah, yeah, just small Patagonia logo, not the big brewery one. See <laughs> <Yeah. like> every-
1: <laughs> that's a great name for that big logo. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. I I don't have my little beer uh sampler with me. I just just a little chest hit.
1: And just a little uh, chest hit. Yeah,
0: no hat today. Um, yeah, and that's that's about it. Keep keeping it calm.
1: Yeah, you just want to feel the breeze through your hair. I like that. Yeah. Well yeah, hey. That's that's been this week's fit check. As you can tell, we're both at home just chilling. Alex is still very much on that APC mission right now, which is uh, I like applaud you for that, sir.
0: Yeah, it's it's fades over fun.
1: <laughs> fades over fun. That's a good way to put it. But Alex, what's of this week's news? Do 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 do. You like that new sound effect, everyone? That was actually uh, added in. That comes with the Anchor app. Uh, sponsor the pod. Yeah, Anchor um,
0: sponsor the pod.
1: <laughs> so starting off the the, the week uh, of news here that we want to discuss, uh, Alex, uh, J. Crew has a new employee.
0: Yes, so Brendan Babenzian, so former creative director at Supreme for like, it must have been, what, 15 years maybe, something like yep. that. So It was People a minute. It. Then he ha- founded his own brand, Noah, which is absolute fire. We mention him all the time on the pod.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. creative
0: director at Sperry. I'm not sure if he still is, but he he was pretty recently.
1: Also been killing it with the, with the Rolling Blazers Club recently. Shout out Sperry real quick. Oh yeah. Shout out Sperry.
0: And yeah. So J crew tapped, uh, Brandon in to kind of kickstart a new era for them just to try to maybe bring some energy back. Clearly the Ludlow suits are not hitting anymore. No. Um, there were. Yeah. there was
1: that. Lo- that Ludlow money was long though, from from the last menswear, uh, the menswear days of, of yesteryear.
0: Yeah, because I mean, J. Crew has a place in I know both of our hearts. It was always a a great place for basics, and I'm not from a very fashion forward area. So the what was it called in in company in good company
1: in good company yeah in yeah. good company
0: yeah so I. J Crew gave me a chance to actually try on some different brands that I just couldn't get where I live. So yeah, J Crew always is, will have a place in my heart. But what do you think of this? Do you think Brendan has enough juice for this?
1: I think I think the the issue with 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 J Crew and kind of what it has become in the last in the last 10 years or so. Like after sort of that menswear boom kind of died yeah. down and everyone started getting in a avant garde Ben Trill type streetwear. Wow, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> stuff going on here that's that's connected on the same timeline. Yeah, but um, J. Crew's really gotten it's lost so much steam. It's like it's like it's almost like Banana Republic to me now, where it, in my head oh, it's cool. just like oh, just like a regular ass mall store that like. Mm-hmm like the in good company they stopped doing i mean they still do collabs with new balance and they still do stuff with bands that i think is exclusive <coughs> to them um and they basically brought the kill shop back and made it popular for yeah. nike but um outside of those like long running collabs like the wallace and stuff too it kind of just got really stale like
0: <laughs> oh, no one was sure.
1: looking for the 484 denim anymore too tight <laughs> too tight yeah and uh They need a new spark to kind of get that flame back that they had when that New Balance collab was fresh, and um, Mm -hmm. they were really killing it with the Ludlow. Yeah, like they would like they need someone to like the J Crew look with the suit and like the sneakers. Like to me, that is like put that in my head. I know people, other people were doing it, but they really yeah brought that down to the mainstream level. And if they can get that, get someone to give them some sort of edge like that again. This is the guy to do it, in my opinion. That's a long yeah. answer, but that's how I feel about it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, with me personally, when I first read this, I instantly thought, "Absolute home run for J. Crew." Um, I mean, Brent, we know what Bre- Brendan is capable of with Noah. Um, it's mm-hmm. super sick. He's very talented, very like eco-conscious as well. Like he has a good heart. Um, but at the same time, I actually had a conversation off pod with one of my good friends justin a shout out to justin he might be listening to this um definitely knows his stuff he thinks that it's a hundred percent too late like no chance and i kind of get where he's coming from what he said is we basically have to understand everybody that wore j crew when j crew was on top is wearing like fucking drees now and they're not going back to j crew like, they've moved on to more higher-end looks. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Okay. And, I, I hear that.
0: And the people that still want to dress like this, essentially, even though menswear is pretty dead, but the, the people that want basics aren't paying these mid-tier prices either. So mm-hmm. you're looking at, what, Uniqlo, Gap, like you said, Banana Republic.
1: Yeah, so if- I know. You're making great points, and, and your friend and Justin – Shout out, Justin. If you listen, if you're listening, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, that's a, those are great points. <laughs>
0: you, yeah, because think about it. No influencer is going to pay for this. First of all, it, it's all going to be seated, right? But the the people that were really on J. Crew at the time, I mean, it seems like everybody just pivoted to high end, right? Mm-hmm. Or is just out the game completely.
1: Yeah, I mean, and all it takes though is for like one domino to fall with a lot of this. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: looking at like like the 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 way that J. Cruz lost all that energy back then, it, all it took was like uh, Kanye starting to wear leather pants and uh, yeah. Givenchy doing like really sort of streetwear leathery shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, all it took was like, and cause he had so much, Connie had so much influence at that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it, the trickle down effect was bananas. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that kind of just drew sort of that borderline, like cause J crew was appealing to that like suits with sneakers. That's appealing to the yeah. streetwear guy. Cause it's like, Oh, I can wear a suit that looks good with the limited edition new balance that I have. Like sign me up. Like the markets yeah. there, it just takes, I think it takes, uh, a larger influence to kind of sway some of the public to put hard bottoms on again, if that, if that's what he wants to even do there. But,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think it really depends on how, if, if what direction he takes them in, if they, if he tries to like stick to what they're, he's not definitely not going to stick to what they're doing now, no. but he needs to find something either from their past to, to, to make really cool again, or just like totally change the whole, whole thing up. You know what I mean?
0: Do you think it's gonna be almost like a Noah? Like, I mean, definitely he's gonna bring wider silhouettes. I actually thought I read that. Um, maybe just more color than what J. Crew typically. J. Crew is all about mm-hmm. the just the neutrals. Maybe you might see like a seersucker, in a wild color blazer.
1: Yeah, I you, mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good. That's a great question.
0: But then that's again, it. I'd if,
1: love to see them do like, like a like like give me some like j crew give me Walson barton's like real tree camo pants i don't know dude like
0: yeah but is a regular mall consumer
1: buying that is the question and that is the and that's what j crew that's what j crew wants is that i, I think it's going to be a blend of what happened with um the abercrombie i can never remember the man's name but
0: oh, oh aaron levine and he's out of there yeah. now too i don't know if
1: you knew that all right p to him yeah uh for real but, it, but that whole thing was there was basically like he kind of did change some things, but they kept all the. There's like certain pieces you can't just like stop selling to yeah. like, cause that regular consumer just wants like the same yeah. J. Crew plaid button down shirt. Mm-hmm. The same one. They just keep buying it again. So I, he's probably going to have like some sort of influence along the lines of like, he'll definitely do inline pieces. Don't get me wrong. But. They'll probably be uh, higher end, I guess. Like,
0: yeah, he said. According to I want to say the the Wall Street Journal article with uh, Gallagher, I want to say I kind of skimmed it. I want to say that he said it. His initial goal is not to make it more expensive, but I'm calling complete cap on that. You're getting yeah. price raises. If for if sure, his, dude. yeah. If his goal is not to increase pricing, then my prediction is. J. is going to remain mostly the same, and then he's just going to launch a little like subdivision like, like Wallace and Barnes where it's going to be all the cool high-end shit, and that's gotcha. all that we're going to care about.
1: Gotcha. That's like Gantt Rugger yeah. to the Gant. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, hey, yeah. I wish him the best of luck, though, and I'd really like to see that work out well for both parties. Uh,
0: yes, he definitely is the man for the job. If anybody can do this, I think he, it, it is a good hire. But it's just a matter of can it be done?
1: Yeah, just keep, if he brings that like golden years of supreme energy, he can yeah. easily handle that. And he and I, he'll probably get like last call and collabs too. And that's very important to picking the right people to attach yourself to if you want to kind of change the image of the brand. So that'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, I mean he has relationships he with there. with everybody. So, hmm, hmm.
1: You know, yeah, for cool. sure. Next thing, though, we want to talk about in the news this week. Uh, Rowing Blazers. Spring, summer, I guess it's just summer 21. Fine. Uh, summer 2021 lookbook dropped, and along with all the, the uh, actual clothing dropped as well, along with the collab with Sperry. Yeah. And I think they dropped a collab with Wintech Racing. Uh, sh- <laughs> Single-shell crew, crew boats. Yep. Rowing. Sick. But, yeah, uh, we're looking on rowingblazers.com at their actual you go to their website you go to uh, about us click on lookbooks we're looking at the summer 21 lookbook and alex like you said this is uh this is heat pure heat it's gas i mean right away them doing the green version of the black sheep sweater bravo keep i mean maybe maybe put it away after this season for a little bit don't don't (laughs) kill this thing but i like that a little twist on that classic red one
0: yeah no it's it's very, very nice. i love I think I've stayed this on the pod before. I am an actual absolute slut for collegiate graphics. so we yes. got some shorts. I assume actually i'm going to take a dark horse prediction. Eric Emanuel worked on these. Just a guess. I know him and Jack are boys, and Eric Emanuel used to set up shop in the original rowing Blazes clubhouse so r i p yep r i p but just a guess that Eric Emanuel at least was Giving a little advice on these mesh shorts.
1: They got good length you know to them, it looks like.
0: Yeah, a nice little short inseam.
1: I'm trying, I to, get, love I'm trying to get details on the on the on the length here. I love the windbreaker, the color block. Yeah, gorgeous. Um I really like again, like the the, the rolling blazers, like they have like they, they stick to their key silhouettes and they just body bag like the the patterns man i don't know where he's finding all the he's he's i know we see jack's a big vintage guy but like
0: yeah like
1: the, the patterns they're pulling out here like they're great mm-hmm. you see the uh cable knit sweater with like the uh the rainbow not rainbow uh like watermelon striping yeah the yeah. pink and the green gorgeous the Carlton banks joint yeah the cricket sweater yeah
0: no super nice and um a lot of these clothes, well, they have like a unisex. He does do women's clothes now, but it is very unisex looking. Um, and actually, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he do a J Crew collaboration a while ago? Rolling Blazers? I think he did, just you, on like I, rugby's.
1: I can't remember. He might think, have. He easily could have. That would be a great brand. It brings some energy to that brand, though. That's a good call. Yeah,
0: yeah and... Uh, I know Noah and Rolling Blazers did a collaboration, so we might see J Crew. I like that. And Rolling Blazers in the future fan. again?
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be sick. I'm a I'm a big fan of the Sperry they do this season as well. Vibram Souls. Yeah, the Vibram the Vibram Soul joints are crazy, but even the uh that sailing shoe you have uh the Lakers color of the the sneaker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that like uh. Sort of Rainbow. nautical, rainbowy color they did is sick. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, for sure. Um, anything else standing out to you? I actually really like the... Definitely like that zigzag trim polo. Almost kind of yeah. like um, their signature zigzag. I think that's super cool. Yeah. I look, hate the chess pieces.
1: You don't like the chess pieces?
0: No. What's too the... Much, too much- do you know the story on that?
1: I don't, I don't, I'm assuming it's probably just some vintage like brand that we don't know about that made that shit back in like 1999, <laughs> or actually way earlier than that, like, like 1899. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of the, uh, uh, the, the skull like cable knit sweater, the, uh, yeah, it's nice. the Hunter Green one giving me some rugby vibes dude, with that skull print and, uh, R I P. I, but I do like seeing that stuff because uh, I know it has, uh, that's definitely like the, probably the same sort of inspiration that rugby used for their skull and, skull and crossbones.
0: For sure. Yeah, definitely from what the school of rugby.
1: Yeah, I say. no doubt.
0: Though so, I'm off five panels and I think you are too, but the rowing Blazers Sperry hat is nice. If that was a six panel, it would have already been cupped.
1: <laughs> do you see the, uh, the crepery hat that they did? The, the yeah. like white and green John. Yeah. I don't hate that one. I really don't hate it. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> but yeah, lookbook overall. Again, Rolling Blazers really doesn't miss. I'm giving this shit a like a solid eight point seven
0: out of ten. Um I'll go eight nine. Like eight nine.
1: Eight nine, okay. 8.9. nine. Eight nine. Yeah, it's because of the it's because the collegiate shorts, isn't it? All of it.
0: The hoodie, everything, the T. <laughs>
1: All right, man. One last bit of news to get into this week. Uh, A very, very interesting piece of news. The Hood by Air revival continues. Full effect now. In full effect. Uh, New collection just dropped. I think it's called the Veterans Collection. Uh, And the the loafer that Hood by Air has put out as kind of like the, the key footwear piece in this new collection is just absolutely fucking bananas this this loafer Alex you want to like break break we're gonna put a picture of this uh up in on our Instagram when you when this episode is live so you can go look at how crazy this loafer is yeah um but if you want to look at it right now while you're listening it's the veterans just google like hood by air veterans lookbook and it's it's the loafer you'll see it you want to break this down for us, Alex? What are we looking at here?
0: So we have like a oh my god! So I mean, this is disgusting. We have like a like a square-toed, like wallaby, like Martin Rose, just trash like toe box, right? So Martin yeah. Rose, first of all, worst footwear designer in the fucking game. Square <laughs> you didn't like those sp- Air Monarchs. Oh man. my God. no. But that <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't do a square toe monarch because she does not believe in round toe. But uh yeah, letter
1: let her cook. Uh,
0: yeah, let her cook. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So we got like a square toe, like I could see like a wallaby vibe. We have like a really thick hard bottom sole with like a um like a metal heel from like the old dirt boots, right? Kind of it's like a metal yeah, heel yeah. We have, it's
1: elevated too. It's an elevated it, heel. It's not a elevated short heel.
0: One. We have like a fucking like Lil Wayne Supra tongue,
1: dump dude. Thing. You know what that is that's a Chad Muska circa tongue right there. Because you Stacks. know why, dude? It's got the stash pocket. It's got a zipper at the top in the lookbook. So oh my that's God. A, that's a nice stash pocket in your loafers for whatever you need stash. We don't. Judge. We
0: get we got the Jordan Four Wings
1: right. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. We have like a like a mesh netting sort of on the side. Yeah. Then we have like, there's like a leather heel counter over that.
1: With a strap. It's got yeah. got a strap too.
0: And then like the, what's that Nike? Is it the, the That's carnivore? Like a, it's,
1: like a, it's like a, it's the, it looks like the carnivore tongue. The air carnivore.
0: That? And it's branded uh, HBA. The hood by yeah. air logo is on the, like the heel sleeve. There's like, like an internal Nike,
1: Hirachi type, type tongue.
0: Yeah, there's like an internal like Nike Hirachi tongue and like ankle like sleeve where it's branded Hood by Air with raw materials
1: on top of it. Just an absolute mishmash of craziness right here from Hood by Air.
0: Yeah, I, I want to see Mike the Ruler rock these.
1: He would crush it though. He would, he would, pull, he would get that fit off 100%. Yeah, yeah, probably no, some Actually, he'll he'll bust out that vintage I'd by Air to rock it with. Yeah, but like looking at the shoe to me, man, like <laughs> I in my head, I'm just thinking like, Shane Oliver sat down. I was like, uh, what are all my favorite parts of like a, a bunch of very different shoes? I'm gonna make them in a, a dress loafer, and uh, it's it's the most ugly loafer I've probably ever seen, but I think that also makes it like. <laughs> cool as shit dude
0: well because if hood by air did a nice loafer that's not on brand
1: yeah he, he he's got a it's it's very extra loafer yeah which is that hood by air is a brand is very extra they they mm-hmm. they like to they like to go there with some just wild like sleeve lengths they were doing that shit like way before vet ma dude like yeah
0: it was Shane and Ricardo Tishi were the ones that kind of changed everything.
1: Yeah, and and hey, this is like this is what a hood by Air loafer should look like. <laughs> and yeah, if you can pull this off, you're the fucking you're a champion of fitness Yeah, like, I want to see I want to see someone rock these.
0: Yeah, who would you not want to see in this?
1: Actually, like, you know who I what, do want to see in it just like like real quick? Uh, I would like Justin Bieber to rock these though for sure. With the um like with like wait, some what's huge leather basketball shorts.
0: What's his brand with the smiley face called
1: again? Oh uh Drew. House. With a Drew t shirt
0: randomly over yeah. those leather basketball shorts?
1: Yep, and like a, a, a fitted.
0: Tucking the dreads in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a fit right there. Biebs, get on that. But no, I, I wouldn't. Who I would not want to. Actually, you know who I do also want to see in these. Oh. Kerwin Frost is gonna body these, dude.
0: Yo, Kerwin Frost is gonna wear them on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> he's going barefoot with
1: He's gonna pull. that shit off, though.
0: 100 percent. Kerwin Frost
1: He's gonna have a hat made out of them too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude,
1: I do not. He, he Kerwin Frost is gonna wear, wear these. And he's gonna kill him. I can't wait. I can't wait to see that Kerwin. I know you have them. And yeah, you gotta break them out.
0: Russell Westbrook's a Jordan athlete. This has a little bit of Jordan brand.
1: Ooh, that's who ooh. I do
0: not want to see wear these.
1: See, I think, I think, I think I don't want to see. I don't, don't want to see anyone wear these. I want to see everyone give these a go. That has that thinks they can do it. I want to see it. So I want to see Russell Westbrook body these now. That you said that. Now you brought that up. Now I can't get that. And I'm fixated on that.
0: The Tape Seams Podcast is throwing out a challenge to anybody. <laughs> Send us your uh, fit picks if you Put it by air
1: challenge. I know. Yep. I, that's, that's not what we call it. I can't call it that. The HBA Loafer Fit Check uh, Award presented yeah. by a Tape Seams Podcast Challenge.
0: Yes. Oh, and what we forgot to mention, on top of this being a clusterfuck, they're like in a mustard yellow fucking suede.
1: Yeah, they're like Wheat Tim colors. I love it. <laughs> i'll pull these off yeah shane send me a pair of these i'll do it right
0: where i'm gonna suit
1: yeah these at my wedding yo imagine bro that <laughs> has the to be hardest done the is flex <laughs> <laughs> no, oh one, no one could say shit to me if i showed up in the hood by air uh, loafers
0: none Nothing yeah
1: someone's all. gotta do it someone's <laughs> gotta do it <laughs> all right hood by air this is uh, think about hood by air though alex Hood by Air was around at a very uh, important time in our in both of our uh, developments and of our yeah. taste and fashion. And uh, another key brand that was uh, sort of like Hood by Air, involved in that sort of uh, all black clothing, like occult imagery, uh, screen printed graphics of with just fonts from Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, streetwear was very different in 2010, and Hood by Air was a very much part of it. And you know who else was a big part of it, Alex? Who? The Ben <laughs> bentrill Boys. <Yeah>. B-B-Bentrill Vibes. <sighs> It was like eerie Trill vibes. I can't remember. Yeah,
0: was. yeah. Was it Ben Trill vibes, eerie Trill Vibes? Maybe it was different on every shirt. They would put that like at the bottom, right, or down the sleeves.
1: Dude, I had a, they had an a, an app, and I had the app. And if, oh, if you, you scroll back far enough on my yo, Instagram, your Instagram,
0: you can every, find find every single picture was Ben Trill out. It was.
1: Like, oh my god, I fucking love that app. I, With the black I and white it, I, would, I would tell you I used it ironically, but I definitely thought there was some coolness to it.
0: Yo, I'm pretty sure it was like legitimately, like. Maybe a year's worth of pictures. They might have all had the Ben Trill filter.
1: Yeah, I'd put them on a lot. So I, we gotta we got go dig those up for uh, the, the mood board. But um, yeah, the Ben Trill. What what a time that was. And let's let's dive into it right now, Alex. The main the main the main breast of the podcast here. Ben Trill hashtag Ben Trill hashtag. That's how you would type it. Maybe yeah. with even more hashtags on the sides. But yeah, Ben Trill was, man... Alex, tell these people a little bit about what it... A lot of people know they've seen Ben Trill, but they don't really know what it, where it came from, though, at the same yeah. time. So break it down no, for, for him, sure. Alex.
0: No, for sure. So a lot of people think that Ben Trill was strictly like a, a hyped streetwear brand. Because if you weren't into this stuff, you would probably see it memed. You would see it trending on the internet. Um, and maybe even... Later on in your local mall, but Bintrill was initially a DJ collective, so it was formed by Virgil Abloh, Heron Preston, Matthew Williams, YW P, uh, Florencia Galarza, and Justin Saunders. And aside from Florencia Galarza, this is basically the Donda God level clique. So we're gonna get into it later, but these guys have all come a long way and are doing very, very big things in the fashion industry. But the group leveraged all of their context um, and their popularity to just gain a huge social following and DJ parties all around, like definitely New York City, but also the country. Um, I remember in New York, they would do all the fashion night outs and everything. And aside from them DJing at parties, They eventually, obviously, to create some hype, did like a limited release of graphic heavy streetwear that was like expensive as hell for what it was.
1: Yeah. 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 Remember the laces? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But like, yeah, these guys, um, they had a lot of celebrity friends. They had a huge following on Tumblr and all over the internet. And this little, which turned into some like DJ merch, the Bintrill initial line. Became super hyped and was very sought after. And um, the t shirts and all of the pieces eventually appeared on all of the teams, like high profile friends. So uh, Kanye West, Rihanna, ASAP Rocky. I mean, who else? Like ASAP yeah. Bari.
1: Anyone who was anyone that was like ad- Kanye adjacent at the time had Ben Trill on them. Oh, Michael yeah. Mike Will made it. Uh, Probably, i bet jay-z uh, had a ventral hat for sure
0: for the watch the throne era and everything probably yeah. bieber all uh, those people Dancy
1: did the dauncy ventral hats remember those two
0: yeah yeah and yeah so basically they had an absolute insane amount of hype just generated from well first of all hashtags were pretty new at the time right it was like a maybe not brand new but the hashtag was trendy in itself. So I assume just the bentro hashtag alone was blowing up. Um, but yeah, the clothes were selling out and it was co-signed by all these celebrities. And then before you know it, it just started like just dying. And the collective eventually sold the brand to pack sun though. No. That's when I think it just, it completely just died. Um, but at the same yep. time the crew always said that they weren't taking this very serious. They they just wanted to G- DJ parties together. They obviously knew that they had a little movement going, so why not make some merch? Yeah, you know and I'm they saying? were uh
1: they were making that a very nice margin on that merch. They're probably printing on like long sleeve gilded blanks and yeah. charging 150 to 100 dollars for it.
0: Yeah, and then around the same time when they basically sold it out right to I'm um, a huge advocate of the brand, ASAP Rocky, would go on to diss uh, both Ben Trill and Hood by Air, which we just mentioned, in a single leading up to At Long Last A$AP. Uh, the song was called Multiply. And yep. for those of you that weren't like into this at the time, I shit you not, people were burning the clothes <laughs> and posting <laughs> pictures of it.
1: <laughs> ben Trill was officially dead when multiply dropped and he Rocky was like shit's corny as hell now corny yeah
0: hell. and then heron preston out of i guess just who knows just maybe to make a statement dropped one t-shirt with like the um screenshot of the music video and i and yeah like,
1: yeah that picture's it's heron preston wearing the t right i remember that pic
0: yeah yeah and then he blasted it all throughout tumblr but once this happened, once um the collective sold the brand to PacSun, Sun, all of the members went on to begin their own like individual passion projects. And it's pretty incredible to see where they ended up.
1: Yeah. Big time. And you wanna to, wanna to, what we're what we're about to do is dive into each of those members, talk about mm-hmm. what they they what they what their name was in Ventril, what they were doing at that time and what they're doing now. So it's sort of like a who were they, where are they now segment for every member of the Bentro collective. And they're, they're all kind of uh, crushing it, so to speak. I would Yeah. Say.
0: And it's like, who would have ever thought if you were around back then that these guys would essentially single-handedly dominate Amer- like American fashion.
1: Yeah. Well, let's get into the first guy. Cause this man is, he's at the, he's, we've already talked about him on this pod many times before. Mm -hmm. But he is at one of the largest fashion houses in the world. He runs the fucking show. Yeah. Virgil Abloh. King Verge, you know? Uh, Stage name at Ben Trill was Pyrex Vision. Yeah. And I'm sure Alex remembers Pyrex Vision. Oh, yeah. Pyrex Vision, while also being Virgil's stage name, his DJ name, during his times with the Ben Trill boys, uh, Mm -hmm. Pyrex Vision was the original name. Uh, of the brand that what I believe eventually became Off White, a lot of people say they're two different things. Yeah, Off White was doing Off White just early. Off White was exactly what Pyrex Vision was. So
0: yeah, well, he actually got a C and D from Pyrex. So Which I think makes that, sense. So I think that's what happened.
1: Yeah, and uh, at the time, Pyrex Vision was the, like if you saw someone with a Pyrex Vision shirt on, like that shit was very hard to acquire. It was very expensive. And the funniest part is he was already ex- he was he's been exposed like multiple times, Virgil, for using like uh, the rugby flannel story, which we've told in this podcast before. Yeah.
0: Yep. Some Pyrex. of them he didn't even take the label off.
1: Yeah, dude. And I think the hoodies were just champion hoodies for Pyrex, right?
0: Yeah. And the, the jersey shorts, the mesh shorts.
1: Yeah. Those are champions too. But those, those jersey shorts were what, like 250 retail? Yeah. Oh, man. Screen printed Pyrex on them. Oh, what a time that was. <laughs> but yeah, Virgil started Pyrex at the time. Everyone kind of knows the Virgil story, so I won't uh, spend too much time on it. But uh, started Pyrex. Pyrex got hit. He got hit with a cease and desist. Pyrex became Off-White. Mm-hmm. Off-White is still very much a thing today. Everyone loves Off-White. Uh, <laughs> I said that. I said everyone in quotes. You you couldn't see that. But, air quotes. Um, air quotes, yeah. Uh, the Off-White gig, Virgil crushing it with Off-White, sales-wise especially. Got him oh, to the position of Menswear Artistic Director of Louis- Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Uh, and that's crazy. He, was, he, was, he went from uh, a guy that didn't DJ to being a DJ in the DJ click with, yeah. with his cool friends. And now he's the head of uh, LV.
0: Yeah. Um, ongoing collaboration with Nike, right? Yeah. And he's collabing with literally anything he can get a check from. Yeah. I feel like every day I'm seeing a new like Virgil collaboration with something.
1: He, any of his brands doing it too, like off white. Uh yeah. I think they just made like uh what is it? what are they called? Like uh speakers, I think they're not really speakers, but mm-hmm. uh any like you said, he's collabing with anyone and everyone. And Nike's giving him, I think, fifty shoes this year.
0: Fifty dunks, 50 dunks. right?
1: Yeah, oh, man. And that's a lot. <laughs> But, you thought the uh, ten
0: was bad, people. Or the fifty of the same shoe,
1: just in different colors, which is bananas. And yeah. I think they might—he might have said there's even more than that. So <laughs> we'll more than see 50? what ends up with, yeah. Not, not dunks, but like more. Yeah. Uh, Off white uh, Nikes besides the fifty dunks.
0: Yeah, you know, and some of you are going to take fifty L's. Just think about that.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a bloodbath on the sneakers <laughs> app that that weekend. I hope they all drop the same day at the same time.
0: Every, every minute.
1: <laughs> People are going to need so many bots. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that'll be like, I feel like the 50, if they did all that on the same day, that'll be like uh, Galaxy foam Posit levels of uh, hype and maybe even violence. Probably not, though. I think we're, we've gotten too soft for that level of violence. But...
0: Yeah, no, for sure. That, yeah, but Virgil, yeah. That's a whole new level of corny, too. 50. Yeah dunks in one day
1: is that how they're gonna do? i feel like they're gonna do something like that
0: it's i feel like it's either gonna be one day or they're gonna just stagger it they're gonna be like no pairs of each it's gonna be like it's gonna be like one size run per the 50 and it's gonna be like such a limited run they're all gonna just resell for just thousands and thousands of dollars
1: what if they just did 50 consecutive months of just the collapse
0: (laughs) (laughs) what if it's just one pair per size
1: that would be that would be that would be hilarious actually. That so would it comes be the, down to the best it. I'm not outcome. doing the
0: math, but it's like 50 dunks, 500 pairs total.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, Virgil Abloh, one of the key members of the roll movement. I imagine he was the guy coming up with the sick Photoshop like pictures. He'd be he'd be scheming them up, and then they yep. just go screen print them. Yeah. Cash that fucking check.
0: No, yeah, for sure.
1: But this next gentleman, though, Alex. He uh he does have uh, a a little bit more of uh, my respect, as I like, I guess I would call it that.
0: Yep. So this is Matthew Williams, stage name Pretty Blanco. Um. So yeah. So prior to his DJing work, um, just like Virgil, um, he was a noted Kanye West collaborator and fellow Donda graduate. Um, he worked with him starting in '09 after he was Lady Gaga's like stylist, and um. Probably like creative director, creative lead. And uh, he actually dated Lady Gaga at at the time as well. And Matthew Williams actually created the jacket that Kanye wore to the Grammys in 09. Um, Shortly after Ben Trill was sold to PacSun, Um, Matthew Williams founded Alix with his ex-wife, Jennifer Williams. Um, Now
1: now Blondie's uh, baby mama.
0: Yeah, that's wild. And like Jennifer Williams, um, she worked in the industry as well. I'm pretty sure she sold her brand to J. Crew around that time. Really? Yeah. And now she's designing for O32C. But yeah, Jennifer, I'm pretty sure Jennifer probably did all the women's wear. Let's be real. But like, <laughs> so yeah, so they founded Alix, um, which was named after their daughter, Alix. And it's now 1017 Alix 9SM. They changed the name, I guess, for some reason. That was a weird name. Yeah. And uh, collaboration has become a huge part of what Alix does well. Um, They do some pretty cool collaborations as well. I remember at the time, um, because it was only a women's brand for like the first two years. And he launched men's with uh, Hiroshi Fujiwara in a fragment design. Yeah. Um, he now does menswear consistently, but he also has ongoing collaborations with Dior. He does the hardware for Kim Jones. Um, he puts out Nike collections, and I think the new Nike Training Collection comes out like tomorrow or something. Actually, um, he has ongoing collaborations with Montclair and uh, Stussy as well, and as of pretty recently, he also is the creative director of Givenchy. So two Bintro members, two fashion houses of the highest level. right? The highest level.
1: One of the the biggest in Italy, biggest in France. Yeah. Those are big moves. Those are power moves for for dudes that were just DJing and screen printing tees. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And uh, even the next guy um, you can get into.
1: Yeah, the one thing I do want to point out the, is is through both of these people here, big Kanye connection for Virgil and Matthew yeah. Williams. Virgil, yeah. uh, famous, he did. He, he he uh Did he create the Yeezus artwork? Was it Virgil?
0: Was it? Could have been. I'm pretty I'm sure, sure it
1: was. And uh, and I'm pretty sure that was also the, around the time when uh, Matthew Williams was working for Kanye around the Yeezus tour time as well.
0: Yeah, I I want to say Virgil was even. Sometimes described as Kanye's stylist, right? I don't know yeah, how accurate yeah. that was, but
1: I mean Virgil's in that famous pick of uh Fashion from Fashion Week when they all have like the, the crazy outfits on, him and like Taz Arnold and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but where's yeah, Taz, Taz Arnold? Like? <laughs> Tisa, man. So so hopefully making hats with Tisa, I hope. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this next guy we, we've talked about as recently as the last podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. The next member of Bentro we like to talk about, Jerome Preston. Uh, and his stage name for Bentro as a DJ was Maserati Flames. With Ouch. <laughs> Maserati Flames. DJ Maserati Flames. I don't, know how, I don't know how the intro went, but yeah, not the best name uh, so far. <laughs> um before Ben Trill, uh, Heron was with uh, Nike as a global digital producer and as well as doing uh, his very signature. He his, he was already doing like the Heron pressed in like bootleg shirts and like custom Air Force Ones with Gucci bait print on them. He was doing that around the same time as well.
0: Yeah, remember the NASCAR shirts were pretty popping at the time?
1: Yeah, he did. It. it had the upside down NASCAR logo, but then it had all like just the random sponsors on it, like Mac Tools was on yeah. there. I remember. I, but yeah, that, how that did shirt he get was away a, with that? Huge hit, man. That shirt was fire.
0: How did he get the, away with doing that?
1: I, he probably got hit with a, a cease <laughs> and desist pretty quickly. But, <laughs> From and, every by company. By that on that there? point view files already sold a lot of them, dude.
0: Yeah, and then uh, remember the Rottweiler tee he tee he did. He basically, yeah. what do you do? He basically just made it white, right?
1: It was yeah, the same one
0: much. from Givanti, but he made it white. And I think the graphic was blurry or some shit.
1: Yep, yep, dude. But the, 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 his piece de resistance as a bootlegger was definitely the Air Force ones with the, the Bape Star swoosh. Yeah, when but Gucci The Bape print. Star swoosh was Gucci print. Yeah, that was like peak. And he did the mids. I think he did mids only, though.
0: Maybe. And then his collaboration on the bootleg with Jean, which we'll get into, was the Skate High. It was like the same yeah, shoe. With the, it was same, bit... with the same print. Yeah.
1: But yeah, uh, after that, uh, uh, after he joined Ben Trill, obviously he was probably a huge part of what they were doing at the time, both mm-hmm. DJing and uh, merchandise-wise, is I guess what we'll call it. Um, he does his own uh, brand now, our Preston. Uh, and as we talked about in the last podcast, he's also doing collections with Calvin Klein now, uh, including some very sick – Very sick mules. Those clogs are crazy, Alex.
0: Yeah, no, super fire. And he also um, has done some collaborations with Nike as well. Now through his namesake label. And um, he actually, if if you remember the Yeezy Season 1 show, the first show with Adidas, him and Kerwin Frost were the guys that were packing that that jacket into the fucking, like, um, I can't describe it. It was like... They, like, air sealed it into, like, this plastic bag. Do you remember that, the show invitation? It was, like, a poncho that said, like, season or Yeezy 3 or something.
1: Yeah, no, I remember from the clips. Yeah, this is the Madison, Madison Square Garden show, right?
0: No, no, the first one, the very, the very first, first one. one?
1: Oh, there was, shit. like,
0: this white poncho. If you look it up, I think it, it you'll remember instantly when you look it up. And I think yeah. it had, like, a number three on it for, like, the Yeezy 3, I guess,
1: Gotcha. I, I I I think I vaguely remember this, but I, I look, yeah. Looked like a I garbage think, look, bag. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, that, that's funny, dude. Um, uh, but yeah, his his he again, he was working with Kanye though at the time. That's again mm-hmm. continues to be the continuous link through everyone in Ben Trill. They either worked with Kanye before Ben Trill, after Ben Trill, during Ben Trill. They're all they're all Kanye West adjacent
2: yeah
1: uh, i'll work for donda as well um uh, mm-hmm. but her, yeah heron heron i i I. like i said last time i there are some of his pieces i really do enjoy some that i really don't <laughs> yeah but uh he's he does this thing and i i can respect that
0: yeah and his heron preston line is actually made in the same factory as off white as uh, well so it's, it's very very similar
1: i alex i do want to tackle this next one so you can tackle the one after that because sure. I, I want you to talk about the one after that more gotcha um but yeah the, the next member of ben Trill that i want to talk about though is kind of one of the more uh, the members that people don't really know or recognize from ben Trill, because she yeah. wasn't in a lot of the pictures she's on that famous picture where they're posing with travis scott in the in the camo tees
0: yeah and she i don't think she was with them all the time either
1: no but it's uh florencia galarza uh stage name was flow as a dj Yep. Uh, and she was, she was the only female member of the Bentro uh, Collective that sort of is on note. I imagine there's more people involved that we don't really know about, but she was definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. the foremost female of the crew. And uh, she was the only member of the Collective who had any DJing experience prior to joining, <laughs> which is the funniest part. Um, and she was personally recruited by her own Preston to join soccer was kind of her thing before that and she was nasty uh she was a high school prodigy with hopes of playing professionally but uh she blew her ankle senior year and that really sucks but she ended up moving to new york to pursue a career in fashion and music uh that got her doing the djing stuff and since bentro kind of ended the only thing that we really know that Flo has been up to is uh she's been crushing the barry league for the Kith cobras which is like a it's not professional soccer, but it's it's not beer league soccer either. It's a high-level adult soccer, I guess what you'd call it. <laughs> not a lot to add there. Again, there's not a lot of info that we could really dig up, but
0: yeah, she's I massive mean, soccer. Yeah, she's super still active on Instagram, but it just seems like she's just like typical in, uh, influencer pictures. Like, she's probably making money off the gram and just like... Who knows? When you have friends like that, especially the ones in this clique, you're going to make money somehow. But we don't yeah. know too much about her.
1: And uh, but she's definitely involved with Kith to some extent. Looking at the IG, yeah, and uh, the involvement within the barrel league with the Kith Cobras. If, if if the Kith Cobras are still in the league, I don't really know how to look up the barrel. League, whatever, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, shout out Flo. Shout out, and then, uh, this is the only one, first one in the crew that hasn't, really, hasn't shown the Kanye West connection. So, Yep. Um, not a lot to add there, but Alex, t- tell me about this next person.
0: That is my boy, Justin Saunders. So his stage name was J.R.S. Rules. And uh, he's basically, he's from Montreal, and he's the founder of the O.G., blog and internet mood board Jean. so for those of you that don't follow Jean either on his website or his uh tumblr is probably still active but it's a it's a never-ending mood board without any form of words or captions um and it's just pictures of like a super high taste level essentially yeah And it definitely caught a lot of steam. This is before mood boards became what they are. Um, They're all over Instagram now. Um, I mean, we do one for the podcast as well. And I would say I don't remember one at all before the zhound one with any sort of real popularity like this.
1: Yeah, I would agree.
0: So I guess um, he was very early on that trend And the success of his blog allowed him um, to be able to actually sell his own products through the Jound web store. So he does have a design studio in Canada where he creates and sells several like branded objects ranging from anything from like blankets, like hoodies. He sells dryer balls, like markers, like literally any object. Anything. Yeah, literally anything that he can make money off, he sells it. And um, he actually uses Jound as a major player in the world of design consulting as well. So he does a lot of consulting work. I believe he actually still works for Donda or the Kanye West Collective. Um, okay. He, and um, he's had several collaborations, um, APC, Vans, New Balance, Barber, Porter. I mean, just so many of them. You could probably even think of more. Garrett Light, the, sun, uh, the glasses brand.
1: I mean, yeah. Just yeah. so many. The the Reeboks are the one that that oh, really like yeah, got him. Reebok? actually the New Balance pair got him Steam too.
0: Yeah, I mean he's been doing it for a minute, and his I would say his like fleece is extremely popular. Like the hoodies and crew necks are probably yeah. probably the most desired aside from like the sneaker collaborations. But it, I mean he does his thing. It's a super clean aesthetic, and um, I'm a big fan of a lot of his clothes and a lot of what he does myself.
1: Yeah, and it's very clean. Uh, It's almost too clean for me. What I think that is, I think I think I've explained this to you. Is like uh, his collabs don't really look like collabs necessarily, but that's because of that taste level is just like he's like, oh, I want to make the existing almost almost existing gr better or make something that's slightly different, and I do respect that. I do.
0: Yeah. No. Hundred percent.
1: Shout out, Jound. Shout out, but Justin. Yeah, the, shout out, Jound. Jound. <laughs> but the, uh, the last member of the Bencho Collective is also the most mysterious member of the Bencho Collective. Uh, never officially photographed with the crew, uh, in theory, uh, I guess, as, as the, the stage name was YWP.
0: Yes, and they uh, always remember to mention that YWP is a member.
1: Yep. YWP is a member of Ventril The acronym The acronym YWP is rumored to stand For Yeezy World Peace And that was uh, Kanye kind of to the a very great Blog site it's been a great blog Forever more of a forum actually But they did a deep dive And they believe YWP or Yeezy World Peace is in fact Mr. Kanye West himself uh, As a member of Ventril But he kept it on the real low Real low mm-hmm. And uh, it really does make sense when you think about it, looking at the other members of the crew and how they are all deeply involved with some of Kanye's work from over, over the years, especially at that time. Uh, so him being this mysterious YWP, it makes the most sense.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, that is such a crazy cast.
1: I mean, look at, look at where, where Virgil, Matthew found where they've all ended up. It's, bananas thinking about what Ben Trill made and what they really it was very like they like you said they didn't really put a lot into it and you could kind of tell and you kind of couldn't tell like the the mixtapes were always edited pretty well the video the visuals were always good but the clothing itself was just screen printed t-shirts and screen printed hoodies you know
0: yeah and Matthew Williams and John specifically like don't use graphics for the most part
1: which makes it all the more funny, I guess, because they were yeah. doing a graphic overload thing a decade ago. Like graphics on the sleeves, graphics on the yeah. back, two graphics on the front, you know, wherever we can put a graphic, we're gonna put a graphic. And Ben uh, really did take up space. Like, like that. Think of the hats, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Speaking of like what they did, the, one of the biggest parts of Ben was the collabs that they did. Mm-hmm. Inline piecewise, though, do you wanna get a, talk about that first, real quick? Sure any pieces you really remember from Ben Trill stand out? outside of like the classic, like black and white Ben Trill like any key pieces stand out in your head.
0: I feel like most of them that I'll remember will probably be collabs, but I mean, I just remember like there would be like a t-shirt with one giant hashtag, like right on the, I, you might even have that one with it like right on the back.
1: Yeah, I really might've had that one. I think I had one that was like black and white and it was like uh it was that creepy Ben Trill font. I don't know the name. I, I know dripping what has-
0: paint font looking.
1: Yeah, the hashtag was the same font, and it would just say Ben Trill a bunch of times on the back. Which, when you look at it, it's like, what the fuck even is that T-shirt like?
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I remember it would a lot of times say like Ben Trill vibes going down the sleeves.
1: Yeah, with yep. like
0: double hashtags on e- either side of the text.
1: Yeah, and that that was the shit that was like that. That shit would kind of like. It would drive the brand, but the shit that really had this brand, like Hot Lava Cooking Fire, was a collapse, So, So let's talk about the heat that Benchel was cooking up with some of their homies. And The biggest standout piece for me, right out of the gate, the one that, whenever I think of, like, what's the first Benchel piece that comes to your mind, it's it's the Free Keef t-shirt. Honestly, the Free Keef? Yeah. Which was the T they released to uh, express how they felt about Chief Keefe being locked up at the time. Uh, and that Free Keefe shirt was... Very hot, very fire. <laughs> uh, one of the kids I uh, used to work with at uh, City Sports, and I worked there, actually had one, and he used to he used to wear it uh, into work sometimes. And I was like, that's just so fire, dude.
0: Yeah, no, I remember. I'm trying to think that I would actually the pieces that I remember the most, the collaborations. I mean, definitely the La Flame Camo tee, right? Yeah. Yep. The, it was real tree. Um, that the font one, was
1: orange, right? Yeah, was it? It might have been. Or is it white? I think it was white. Okay.
0: Or maybe just, it could have been orange. Maybe the back was just the white graphic where it said yeah, like eerie I don't know. vibes. I,
1: don't I think remember. it was white. But I think it was white. Either way, fire.
0: And then the the Hood by Air one with the fucking football helmet.
1: Yep. What about the uh, Hood by Air one? Was it, was it Hood by Air and them that did the, like, the Paramount logo flip too? Yeah. And I have like fifteen graphics on each sleeve.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was I can't remember because the thing about me is like, all these brands at the time were all black with white graphics.
1: Yeah, so it's yep. like They're black with white and a ton of hits though, a ton of logo yeah. hits. Yeah.
0: So like some of this shit, I can't remember if it was black scale, if it was hood by air, if it was Binge, if it was a yeah. collab. Like what was the one where it was like the, the creepy face with like the fangs. Oh, was that I, Ben Trill or was it just Hood by Air I think slash that was Ben Trill?
1: I think that was <laughs> Hood by Air. I mean, well, the piece like the, the the thing that we can both agree on that you'll you'll definitely remember for sure being just Ben Trill, the the forty ounce fan snapback hat. So remember. remember oh those? yeah, yeah,
0: and, and then uh, you had one too. You had the Margiela one.
1: Yeah, I had the I had a forty ounce Marshall hat. Yeah, I did. That hat was fire, and it had it had the Marshall logo, but it only went up to forty, and the forty was circled. Circled,
0: up. yeah. And then, wait, did you? Now that I think about it, you had the Yankee one too, didn't yeah, you?
1: I had a Ben Trill Yankee, Yankee forty ounce man hat. That was a Kith exclusive colorway at the time. Because Kith was the hottest shit.
0: And the because the Ben Trill was written in red or some shit, right?
1: Yep, uh, the front I was uh, the Yankees logo with the two uh, Hashtags Tril. The Yankees logo was backwards like, The end was like the other way yeah. And then it said Ben Tril on each side
0: In a different color for Kith
1: Yeah, it was red on the sides And then it had the f- upside down MLB batter logo on the back On a yeah. 40 ounce blank She was gas <laughs>
0: I'm trying to think what else. I remember the Diamond Supply collaboration because it was like the Tiffany colored hashtags.
1: Yeah, but that was still that same like like uh, ugly font. (laughs) Yeah, that's all they did. It was the same shit, but in in Tiffany color and it said Diamond as well.
0: I remember actually. This is going way back um, because you were in fashion school and you transferred at this time, I think. But I remember you came back to visit, and I, I vividly remember. I can't. I think you came back with. A 40 ounce hat, some fucking like probably some black skinny jeans, the trail T with the, the beefy branding, yeah, and like the DJ AM dunks. And then, <laughs> and then remember Dre, my roommate, one of my roommates,
1: yeah, what, what did he say? No,
0: he had the, the hood by air on with the oh, like, yeah,
1: Dre <laughs> was crushing it with the hood by air, he had the
0: hood by air on, and then he shout out to Dre he might be listening as well and uh he had like the Ronnie Fy coves on or some shit oh like, yeah he had like, that heat. <laughs> it was it was such a moment
1: <laughs> everyone knew what, what the hot shit was and it was like it was like <laughs> it was like hood by air Trill, 40 ounce. like uh the H&M Margiela collab had just dropped yeah 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 oh, i remember my that lord dude Givenchy rottweilers uh, the, the bootlegging the real that thing just were like like uh the i, I think it was a uh, I don't know if it was a black scale hat but just it was like a black hat that just said fuck across the front of it
0: yeah no i think that was black
1: scale uh, shit that shit was just like everyone that's what it was about dude which is like all black <laughs> everything give me all the logos and some yeah. like religious imagery
0: <laughs> yeah and um at the time all of this shit was like literally popping like like there was guys that would be shopping at the liquor store at J. Crew and they were nowhere to be found after this. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. And Noir was the oh N Noir. Oh yeah, dude. It was all it was all lit. Uh, Mike Will Made It even did a Mike Will Made It Bentrill mixtape. And I think if you go back and remember that video he did with uh, the song he did with Miley Cyrus it was like the jordan jordan's yeah 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 he's he's in head to toe bench in that whole video i think and he had his own hat it was hashtag 23 hashtag was the hat i believe shit
0: did they drop that hat or was that like they did they did a
1: mike will collab dude they dropped all that shit damn and
0: then um what else remember the stussy collaboration It was i think it was just a t-shirt it was just a T and
1: I. but I remember they did a mixtape for it that like, uh or like one of the ventral mixes that dropped with this juicy collab. And that shit yeah. was just like 30 seconds of like a rich homie Kwan song. And then some, some weird editing and then 30 yeah. seconds. It was, it was yeah. like, oh man. Started, I, and then like, they had, that was like, Tra- they had old Travis Scott in those mixes though too.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can remember the little teaser for that too. They had like the wave pool and the indoor surfers.
1: Yeah, with the Stussy yeah. shirt on, I think the thing you got to remember about Ben Trill more than the the, the key to Ben Trill was uh, how they marketed the shit out of that dude. Like before they sold to PacSun, when they were like making yeah. like let's put let's put this shit on all our cool homies, drop it in super limited amounts, collab with all the right people, and then we can sell a hundred dollars set of shoelaces. Yeah. That just say Ben Trill on them a bunch of times. And they were, the, the shoelaces would sell out, dude, at $100 a pop. What a time that was.
0: Some trill shit.
1: Pre pandemic, Cooper just flexing 10 years ago. <laughs> he had no idea pandemic was coming 10 years down the line.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I I wonder if like this stuff has any sort of value to it today. I never like even a, a, thought a like of a looking. vintage Ben Trill Yeah, I mean, there's probably so many fakes of it though. But yeah, so
1: many. Dude, I would say that shit has no value, because they, no. they look at Ben Trill. The brand Ben Trill still exists right now. You can go on Paxson and buy it right now. <laughs> yeah, and it is so bad, <laughs> so so bad that uh, even like what we're describing doesn't sound great. But somehow they made that way
0: worse. <laughs> but it's like. Even the Pyrex movement, because Pyrex was actually after this, like mm-hmm. just the fact that like guys would literally wear like long Johns with some basketball shorts, shorts over, all black with like a a graphic black t-shirt, 40-ounce t shirt, the 40 ounce hat. It was just a wild time.
1: Don't forget about Pigal and the Pigal hoodies, dude, and the extendo clip Pigal hoodie.
0: Yo, that dude fell off the face of the earth.
1: Got, a, got bodied a bunch of Nike collabs until that one uh retro hoop shoe once sat and then they were like, We're done. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> she was cooked.
0: Yo, the Nike collabs outlasted his fucking brand.
1: Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I bet that store's still there. I, I think I think that was a stable before that, but I don't know. We'd have to go check. I didn't even, I never I haven't even thought about them in that long, you know?
0: Yeah, Don C somehow still Oh, I mean, he's still making it some, somehow Maybe it's just RSVP gallery he's money He's reinvented
1: but. himself a, f- a few times uh, In terms of like what he can He he was the hat guy And then he was like I'm not just a hat guy I can do fucking Jordan collabs I can yeah. do
0: you so like, to, Yeah you want Python
1: football? I got you <laughs> I mean kudos to him for that And Don was probably like He probably wanted to be a part of Ben so bad And they're like <laughs> No, nah, Don your clothes are too colorful for this all black uh, Head to toe gang shit
0: Yeah, but we'll take a black hat collaboration. Yeah,
1: well, you can do a Miami Heat collab with us. Don't you fucking dare try to do a bright-colored one, though. (laughs) Yeah, man, they were doing hashtag anything hashtag hats for so long and S-collabs, man. Yeah. Um, What a time that was. But, yeah, Ben Trill, those guys went on to do great things, as we just described, and that brand did have a a, a serious impact. Again, I think it was a flash in a pan, but – it was. He had to be there. You know, he just had to be there.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's safe to say we'll never see anything like that again?
1: No, I would. I would disagree. Because I think the next time you see something like that, where it's completely graphics-driven streetwear, we're on this tip of this meme streetwear iceberg, and once that bubble bursts, we're gonna get some some awful graphic print streetwear brand like like the worst version of rip and dip you could imagine is coming uh okay do you think (laughs) go ahead
0: my bad do you think that that's gonna lead to positions filled at a fashion house
1: no that's your point yeah no that's not this isn't gonna happen again this is the this was the stars aligning under because Kanye was still so hot and so influential at the time. I think if you take Kanye West out of this equation, there's no Donda relationship. None of this happens okay. uh, in terms of where they end up now. Yeah. And that's not to discredit any of them. It's just I think that friendship and the way that Kanye kind of put these dudes on at the time, it made a lot of impact on where they ended up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's just my opinion. I could be totally wrong. But <laughs> I, I do think that is the case.
0: Yeah, it's just wild. Like these guys, they didn't even take themselves serious. Like, and they said it, like, this isn't a brand necessarily. Yep. And it led to Louis Vuitton, Givenchy, Calvin Klein, like ongoing collaborations with Nike. Like, that's wild. Yeah.
1: Well, I think all these dudes had the talent clearly the whole time to, to do more. Mm hmm. Ventril was almost like a side for. Think about what Virgil was doing at the time. He was doing the Pyrex Vision thing, and he was really crushing it with that. This was like a, almost like a a side thing to that. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, it's just crazy how everything worked out.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. But yeah, Ventril, That was a great, great trip down memory lane. It was a. It was again. You had to be there. That like the way people looked at that time, which is in hindsight, is hilarious to think about. <laughs> but. Uh, I Dude, I'm not going to front with you. I wanted long johns and sweatshirts at the time. Dude, that shit was popping.
0: Shout out ASAP, who single-handedly ASAP. tried to shut it down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, shit was crazy. But yeah, Ben Trill, great, great times. Alex, let's get into this week's mic check. Now that that's uh, kind of settled, what are you vibing with this week? Uh, what so, are you vibing with? Yeah,
0: so my mic check is going to be yellow for the summer. I like that. So yellow everything not necessarily like a tonal look but give me i give me a yellow running hat soft yellow pfg shorts give me a nice yellow t-shirt yellow socks um i have a pair of yellow um Arcteryx trail running sneakers okay like i think yellow is such a cool color for the summer i hate though the mustard goldish tone of yellow okay but any anything else, like uh, the preppy color yellow, a super super bright yellow, I'm all in. Yeah,
1: and yeah, uh, for much? like a washed out up uh, yellow.
0: Oh, absolutely! Like on like a uh, pair of polo shorts. Yeah. That. Co- oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I said, the only one I don't like is where it's almost like a mustard
1: color, and yeah, it looks no, gold. Yeah. Yep. But like yeah, the darker yellow mustard, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, give me just a
0: super bright yellow. Give me a neon. All that um, I'm all in for the summer. That's going to be my color of choice.
1: You're looking like the sun, dude. And the, yep. That's that's fire. It's all about sunshine. We've all been cooped up inside for a year. I think that's a great call, dude. That's a yeah, great know.
0: call. How about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm really feeling. And uh, I just found out about this last week. Uh, I, I mean, I knew I knew what I knew that there was professional sailing that existed. Yep. Uh, I did not know the drip levels involved with professional sailing until recently. Um, I'm a gentleman that does enjoy a niche sport, uh, maybe more so than others. Uh, And so I decided to watch a little bit of the (coughs) America's Cup highlights. Okay. And for those that don't know, America's Cup is probably the most prestigious uh, professional sailing racing competition. I'm very much a noob to the sport, so I could be totally wrong, but it seems that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way that it works is... Uh, the America's Cup's been defended. It's, just, it, it's like a trophy. It's like almost the size of the Stanley Cup, but it's more like a, you drink out of it, more like a jug shape, but it's big. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And it's been it's pretty prestigious. Been, they've been doing it since the 1800s. And the way it works is when someone wins the America's Cup, and the people that compete for it, they are they are sailboating clubs from around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and those clubs get like corporate sponsors. They get the boats. Yada yada yada. But The way it works is when someone wins the cup, there's other racing event series that occur and whoever seems to fit the quota as the best challenger for the cup has to formally challenge the current holders of the cup to a race uh, or a series of races. It's best of seven. Um, And through those races, yeah, someone wins, someone loses. It's sailboat racing. I couldn't a mm-hmm. the long way around. But, uh, very prestigious, but the way that it works, though, nowadays, uh, these clubs, the boats are so expensive. Like, a team will spend, like, $100 million on a, one boat, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> so you need corporate sponsors, and, and especially in a sport like that. And the, the, the sponsors of the sport itself, though, are incredible. <laughs> Prada, Louis Vuitton, uh, all your sort of high-end brands, but the yeah. coolest part about it is, and Alex, this is the hack. The Italian team that competed for the America's Cup that I was watching and lost, That this is the name of the team, Alex. Luna, Rosa, Prada, Pirelli. <laughs> That's the name of the team.
0: I would have put my money on them.
1: Me too, dude, but they got, they got walloped by some New Zealanders. Either way, this <laughs> team's drip levels were off the fucking charts. Lunarosa, everything. everything. Sunglasses, coats, like, T-shirts, hats. It's all Prada Lunarosa. It, obviously it's, it says it has the Pirelli logo and some of like, their other sponsors' logos on there, but here's the hack. It's official team wear that i think it is technically lunarosa but it's not lunarosa prices dude <laughs> it's uh some of it's significantly cheaper but it literally literally is technically and looks like Prada Lunarosa albeit with the added Pirelli sponsorship on there as well oh uh, it's very hard drip it's very it's <laughs> I, I was i was just blown away by how clean it was i am also a sucker for like uh Sort of like what Harold Preston did. I like logos. Not too yeah. many these days. Like, not like it was with Ben Trill, but I'm a fan of, like, the, the NASCAR jacket logos. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like yeah, yeah. seeing those sponsorships. I, I like I like looking at logos. I don't know what to tell you, but I'm telling you, Alex, this shit is fucking hard. <laughs> it's so <laughs> hard, dude. Uh yeah, shout out Professional Sailing for having, like, who knew? Who knew, who knew? Lunarosa crew? Are you kidding me right now? Why did no one tell me about this sooner?
0: That's insane.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm feeling, man. I, I'm going to try to get myself a little bit, uh maybe a, a rip review on pod, but time will tell. It's, it, it seems like they've sold out of most sizes in the Lunarosa because everyone else figured it out before I did, apparently, that this shit is hard.
0: We got caught lacking out here.
1: <laughs> we got caught lacking on the product, <laughs> Uh, I just want you to be proud of me, Alex. <laughs> Facts. Uh, man, yeah, but hey, that kind of concludes Season 2, Episode 3 of the Tape Seams Podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our little trip down memory lane. So, will throw back Thursday.
0: Yeah, man, you want to give him one more? A little Ben Trill. Send us yeah, I got you. B-b-b- ben B-b-b- Trill.
1: Yeah, hey, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next time. Take care, guys. Later.